previously on Bacon Cell. No, 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 guys, no, look, no. Look out, what is that? Look out the window. Those guys are dressed all in black. Uh, I'll stay over here. What Jake, is it? Oh, this ki- this can't be real. The time has come. They're gonna they're gonna ask me to come back. Come back? What do you mean? All right, yeah, they're here for me. That's my people out there. That's my family. So you're saying those Amish people yeah, are here? Yeah, okay. Take you that's back. what I'm saying. That's fine. Just tell that's them to what, go away. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, gonna finish the show. Can't kidnap you. Uh, right. Look, look, I. I've been thinking about this a lot. Seriously. I've been taking this really seriously and I've got to go back to my roots. Like, no, this is really important to me. And you you just going to leave us. Look, I like you guys. I like bacon sale, but this technology is the devil. And Wait, I'm going well, to hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah, no, it is. Technology? It's the, it's the, look, let me just Wait, show what, you. What are you doing? Just look at this. Jacob, Jacob. No, 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 We're back, everybody. It seems like everyone really missed us. I know. A or lot. just got really angry. Yeah, just got annoyed that we weren't doing shows for a while. You we know, have lives, too. We have lives, and also, we didn't have any equipment, all right? We had to, we had to, uh, well, we have a lot to go on, but welcome to Bakes, everyone. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. Sorry, oh, guys. No, no, no. Please equipment. speak up. It's okay. Jake, speak up. It is okay. Go ahead and say Are it. Are you sure? Say it. Are you sure? I'm sorry about the equipment. No, no, not that. that equipment. No, no, you can be sorry. No, please, please be it's, sorry. It's Jacob. Yay, Yay Jacob! Oh, thanks, guys. We're, we're really happy to have you here. We were actually going to come Are back you? last week. Yes. But the problem was we were in Amish country trying to get our buddy Jacob, who we're happy he's back. We're happy to get him back. You know, it, guys, I have to admit, it was kind of moving that you would come all the way out to Amish country to yeah. come find well, me. Well, it turns out it doesn't actually take a year and a half to get to Amish country, only by buggy. Don't talk about technology. Oh, um, yeah. So we took a buggy. Yeah. <laughs> we got there. We're really fast I buggy. have to say, I love Amish I'm country. Are you just saying that because we made a few deals and compromises? No, we we had a great time there. And you, you can't deny we had a great time. We raised a barn. Well, you did that more milking indeed. than anyone. I, it was a lot I of mean, milking. That was, that was so much milking. Like, I don't even understand. Uh, it made take me feel it like a Family man. friendly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, we had a great time there. And, and then we decided that uh, we were going to, you know... Help the Amish like they helped us. Well, I feel like we had to make a concession because we really were trying to get Jacob out of there. Yes. I'm, I'm calling him Jacob now because this is a new season three thing. Season three of Bacon Sale. And uh, let's see, here we go. And the fact that he's brother Jacob. He'll always be brother Jacob to us. Yes. But we had to get to him you? out of there. Uh, yes. We'll see. It That's will last us. like a day. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get him out of there. And so we tried to share some of our wealth of knowledge. Because they, they like the barter system. Indeed. And so we decided <laughs> to barter with them for Jacob. So what we gave them, three goats. Oh, and, I wish we had goats. <laughs> yeah. But we gave them podcasting. And now the Amish, they don't like technology. So actually a lot of their podcasts, well, all of their podcasts, they actually do them live in front of an audience. Yes. It's just two guys sitting at a wooden table. It was pretty smart of you guys. I got to admit. But they have a podcast, I think, for every single night of the week. They do because, you know, they can't record them. They can't replay right. them. And they can't really redo them because, you know, they don't have scripts or anything like that. But they started, they, they really caught on to it. And they came up with a couple really good podcasts. Right. So, for example, I think the first one, and I think I kind of helped with this one, it's called The Herdist. Yeah, I don't think they got that pun. Yeah, they didn't get it. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. 
I was the only one laughing. I really tried not to laugh, but yeah, yeah. it was right. good. Yeah. So that was a good one. Um, also, they had Literally Raising the Roof. Right. It, it's kind of an architecture podcast. Yeah, they really liked that one. I, I think there, they... there's some music going on as well, but lots of guests. The, the music one actually is really great. Um, a lot of Jews harps. Uh, yeah. It's called Brother Greg's Guide. Yeah. And it's just a Brother Greg's Guide to New Music. On the plantation, and we gave them that one. Uh, sorry, Greg, but uh, they really cut onto that one. They did, but they don't. They don't like stringed instruments, and so it's basically just the mouth harp and uh, and harmonica, and then acapella. They gave you licensing on that, though, Greg. So you know, if any money's ever made, you're going to get cut. Oh, they're not making a dime. Well, maybe I don't know. We'll see. I just want to make Greg feel better. <laughs> also, I, well, and uh, they had that other one, that dance podcast about the called Churn It Up. Oh, Churn It Up. Oh, yeah. I love that one. That was a good one. Kind of awkward though, they because were. there was a lot of cousin dancing. Well, that's the I'm not sure if that's exactly and what's they supposed were, to happen. And the kids that are sitting had to actually be churning butter and stuff yeah. while it happened. But yeah. that's that's the joy of a live broadcast, a live podcast, is you can see what's going on. So they could actually do dancing on stage. Right. Whereas I, if I do this, we can't see. I can hear you dance. Yeah. I want to beat the dead horse a little bit more <laughs> by saying they also had a Which TV we did podcast. four times when we were there. <laughs> <laughs> they did have a TV podcast that's called... That's finally why they asked him to Churn leave. the Channel. Churn the Channel, which I, I felt was a little ripoff of Churn It Up. Right. And there was a little feuding there, but in the end, they decided and, they were And the good. fact that they don't watch TV, but whatever. Yeah. It was kind of lost on them, honestly. Well, and yeah, and they just mostly talk about nature on, the, on that one. But then the, the one that's, that really got me was that actually they decided one of their podcasts, uh, one of their live podcasts is going to be named Cool Boy Podcast. See, I felt that that was just theft because that was meant to be our original name for this <laughs> podcast. And I, I think, though, that was Jacob's contribution to everything. He loves that name. Do I? That's yeah, weird. He said... Everyone vote. It's either Bacon Cell or Cool Boy Podcast. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good way to get you guys to pick the right one. I do but that. here's the thing that really ticks me off, and here's where this joke ends. <laughs> they started, Thank goodness. They started a podcast called Munspringa. Munspringa. Joel, do you mind explaining what Munspringa is? Well, while we were there, uh, we learned that Olivia Munn of uh, X-Men Apocalypse fame, uh, she was in there for five minutes. Wow. <laughs> She had come to Amish country and had made a, quite the impression on the Amish men. Boy, is that the truth? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they decided since they heard our shows about, we, we, we introduced them to Kate Beckinsale and right. the wonders that she is. They said she was, she was all right. But they were big fans of Olivia Munn, and so they yeah. created Munspring. They gave her like a six out of ten. I right. Mean, yeah, it really, wasn't very generous. Right. Yeah. No. But here's the thing, and here's the thing I will never understand. They got Olivia Munn on their live podcast the second episode in. Dude, they've got what contacts. The That's what I'm telling you. How does that even happen? No. Not, these <sighs> people are more connected than you know. It's insane. But with all that said, that hilarious joke aside, <laughs> we are ready to start season three. Thankfully, we have Brother Jacob back. And we have had made some... And you'll have to refer to me as such the rest of yeah, this show. Deal. And we have had made some... Com we've made some compromises, uh, including our stone mixer that we have hewn from stone here mm -hmm. and our hand-carved wooden microphones. Look, this is a gesture I appreciate. I'm not even kidding. This is very nice of you. Yep. And Kent, your neck beard is coming in very oh, nicely. Oh, thank you. Yours too. Thank you. You yeah. guys were doing that before. Don't even try and hide that. <laughs> <laughs> I, put, I use conditioner on it. Yeah. Make it a little so bit softer. That's why it's soft? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, when we hugged, you felt the softness, I know. Right? I did. I did. Yeah. I didn't realize. That yeah. sounds weird. <laughs> when we hugged, you felt the softness. <laughs> but, Say it again. <laughs> so without further ado, Jacob. Brother Jacob, what are we talking about today? Today, Joel, we're doing a recap of 2016. Woo! The year? Yep, the whole year. We're going to talk about everyone who died. I, I, <laughs> oh, wait, we don't have time for that. I'd oh. rather not talk about last year <laughs> at all, ever again. It wasn't a great year, but... It really except for the birth of my child. Yeah, yeah, see, that was good. One of them. Two? Uh, two? Yeah, one. I think two of them, at least. Yeah. 
But we haven't talked about the movies of last year. We talked about different seasons, the movies that came out, but we haven't talked about the best and the worst. And the worst. Yes, we'll be talking about films and what we thought about them, but there's a little catch with Joel, and he's going to explain it again. Because Kent is a purist who needs pure things in his pure movie life. But uh, very pure. also he follows a calendar. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. But Ken is doing movies that were released in 2016. Whereas I am doing movies I saw for the first time in 2016. Yes, this will get confusing, listener. It's not that confusing. You guys it said is this, confusing. You guys said this. This is the same show we did at the starting of season two, kind of. Does anyone remember that show unless you listened two weeks ago, Mary? I do. Okay. <laughs> hey, she got a shout out. She's going to like did. that. She's going to yeah. love that. But no, and so all I did was every time I watch a movie for the first time, I count that. Because for me, that's when but it was created. But it's the weirdest unquote. thing because you're like, for example, last year, you're right. like, and granted, this is not a movie you saw last year, but right. let's say Seven Samurai and then Kingsman. Would yeah. be on the same top 10 list. But you have to realize when you watch a movie in a calendar year, it's new to you. And that's why it should be compared about the other movies you saw that same year. You're just basing it. I mean, those movies were released at various times. They could have been made the year before. Well, what's it's really, really confusing, up, and it's like a movie you watched in 2015, and then we're like, wait, wasn't that 2015, not 2016? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah but I just now watched it. Yeah. It drives me crazy, but I'm willing to go with it again. <laughs> well, also, it gives us a little yep. more variety on the show so that Kent and I aren't both picking Mad Max Fury Road like we did last year. So are we doing awesome. uh, worst first? Worst five, five to one, and then best five, five to one. All right, Joel. I think we let's, should start with you. Let's see what let's movie. Let, <laughs> let's let Kent go first so we can set the precedent for 2016 because my number five is actually not from this year. I, that's kind of what I figured. Yeah. Why do you do this? Because I saw it just Every last year. Every single time. It's not that hard to comprehend. See, what I struggle with is not picking movies from the actual calendar year they came out. That's not That's not like the thing you need to do. Everyone does those lists. Mine are unique. Once again, I'm mainstream because I agree with everyone, apparently. About the calendar. About the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> the tax year. Ever since the Romans figured it out, you've just been kind of... I watched it in the calendar. All right. So my number five movie, and the, the only challenge I have is narrowing down from 10 to five, especially for this show, because yes. I want to give proper hate where it's due. Because you give... Do you do the worst five on ShowtimeShowdown.com? I uh, used to, but... I'm too busy. I have nine other podcasts at this point. <laughs> Two one, Amish ones. One being the Cool Boy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I can't believe you joined them. Not months for I, I tried. They wouldn't let me on. Uh, wow. Yeah. They're kind of particular. I said, oh, you're too cool. Go over there, Cool Boy. But yeah, whatever. All right. So, what's your number five? Number five is a comedy because I hate comedies. Are they yes. all comedies? They're not all comedies. Two of them are comedies. All right. <laughs> Two out of the five. Right, so you said fifth four. Worst, fifth worst Three movie. are kind of comedies. <laughs> fifth worst movie of two. The fifth worst movie of 2016. And how I'm going to break this down is I'll give you a little summary. Break it down, little can. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of hate. <laughs> I'll give you did you know. <laughs> and the cast. All right. So Mike and Dave need need wedding dates. That's the one, uh, Audrey, uh, Aubrey Plaza and uh, the other one. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, Anna Kendrick, Kendrick yeah. Zach Efron and... Adam Devine. You I forgot his name because he should not be in any media at all. He was, he's pretty good in Modern Family. What, he's, people still watch Modern Family? Yeah, it's not he's in Modern Family? Yeah, but he's kind of, he's a guest star. Uh, okay. Gross. <laughs> Quit giving your money to this guy. He is the worst. You realize you are the Adam Devine of this group right here, right? <gasps> <laughs> that is the meanest thing you've ever said to oh, me. Oh, sorry. No, I'm Adam Levine. That's okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a Maroon 5 song right now, and I cannot do it. Thank goodness. Is so, there anyone out there because it's getting hotter and hotter to breathe? <laughs> 
<laughs> just happened. I don't know. I don't know, but I hope it happens again. <laughs> so this is the summary of Mike and Dave need, need, need wedding dates. Two hard parting brothers. I wonder what the summary is going to be. Right. If we haven't read the title. <laughs> Two hard parting brothers place an online ad to find the perfect dates for their sister's Hawaiian wedding. Hoping for a wild getaway, the boys instead find themselves out hustled by an uncontrollable duo. Isn't that crazy? That's wacky. Let's film a movie in Hawaii and have the vacation paid for. You know that if you had the budget, or if you had the the in, you would totally film a movie in Hawaii just so you could go there. If they said, hey, we want you to come to Hawaii for free, and we'll even give you like a, a mil- well, maybe not a million bucks, so we'll give you a hundred thousand bucks to hang out with Adam Devine and Zac Efron, I'd say no. No, you would not. I would. A free trip to Hawaii, oh, and by the way, bucks? By the way, Human Poison Aubrey Plaza will be there, too. You know you'd have a great story after that. Why? No, I wouldn't even go. You I, You would go. I would go. I'd go for the free trip to Hawaii. You would go for the 100K. I would. You're not dumb. I'm not dumb. <laughs> but he, no, is, that's, he, he is the Adam Devine of our You group. would make out with Human Poison for 100K. Not Aubrey Plaza, no. You yeah. would make out with her. You, would. you, you think would. she's like a succubus of charisma. She sucks <laughs> the charisma out of every single room. That was actually my band's name in the college. Su- succubus of charisma? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of your best band names. Yeah. <laughs> Season three, uh, starting strong, <laughs> referencing old jokes. Yeah. Hold on, I'm going to write this down. <laughs> yeah. So basically, this is a true story. There were two terrible brothers that actually did fill out an online ad saying, we need dates, and we're kind of attractive Wait, guys. this is really a true story? It's a true story. They wrote a book about it. Wow. These despicable... Things got real. I'm not going to name... I'm not going to say bad words, because once again, this is Bacon Cell, Family but friendly. these terrible people really did this. And then someone said, hey, let's make a deplorable movie about these guys. What's wrong about people saying they need dates, though? I don't see why that that's deplorable. Just because we haven't watched the it's movie. It's not as bad as anyone else on Tinder. Hey. hey. Really? <laughs> <laughs> really? I said it's not as bad. <laughs> it's, just, it's just really close. Right? <laughs> I quit Tinder, okay? <laughs> Shout out to all my Tinder peeps out there. So I want to give my did you know, because I looked on IMDb trivia, okay. which is kind of fun to do, and Always. I found the, the most pointless fact from each of these movies that are still in the trivia section. Did you know actor Adam Devine got food poisoning at one point during principal photography in Hawaii? I wish he died. Oh, <laughs> come on. I think we're starting off a little too strong of the hate here. Can oh, you're right. I should, I should kind of clear it up. <laughs> let's balance this it. This is your number five. This is my number five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my number five faster. is Mike and Dave need, need wedding dates. All right. Okay. So based on true story in some degree, like, do you know, like how close it was like this movie or do they just, I don't think like, anyone read like their book s- except for like E online. And then they decided to make a movie out of it. That's I, just I just, bizarre. Okay. Right. So that's it. All right. Well, then let's go to Joel. Uh, my number five is actually a holiday movie from 2005. Watched it for the first time this year and immediately regretted it. It's the family stone. Oh, I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. I watched the family stone. Oh, I'll give you the synopsis and I'll just read it as it's listed here. A man brings his ice queen girlfriend home for Christmas to meet his eccentric family. Overwhelmed by the hostile reception, the girlfriend begs her sister to join her for emotional support, only to trigger more problems. (laughs) Oh, this movie was just this disjointed, heavy-handed, uneven mess. What do you mean the sister falls in love with her fiancé? It's just... <laughs> no, that's the worst part about it. Well, no, there's a lot about it, but like it was so predictable, first of all. Yeah. Like, that character's going with that character, that character's going with that character, and they try to make them this quirky family, but they're all just annoying. Hey. And no discernible motivation for any of their actions. They're like, we hate her. Why? 
No reason. Please tell me Diane Keaton is not in this. Diane Keaton's in this. Please tell me Sarah Jessica Parker's not in this. Sarah Jessica Parker's in this. Uh, Rachel McAdams and Luke Wilson are the only really tolerable parts of okay. the movie. Sure. Everything else is just awful. Like, just awful. And it's like just Diane Keaton with her shirt off. Awful. Hold on. I watched it on Clearplay. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. that's what i wanted to know thank you for answering that question it's just so cliched and annoying and it's just a complete waste of time there there are a few brief moments that are interesting but overall it's terrible and when i put it online that it was terrible it was just kind of funny because some people like got after me and they're like no we love this movie and i was just like it actually has some love the movie has some love and i did have one person tell me well when your kids grow up you'll you'll understand and appreciate this movie more and i said no i won't because i'm never watching it again this right. is a terrible movie. And my number five worst of the of the year. All right, cool. Good choice. I've actually never seen it. Don't. And I never will. I, I would advise everyone out there, avoid it. It's not even one of those that you can you can enjoy because it's so bad. It's just uncomfortable and bad. All right. Speaking of an uncomfortable and bad, my number four is Neon Demon. Oh, you told me about that one. Neon yeah. Demon. I'm going to spoil the movie for everyone, so get ready. How family-friendly can we be about this movie? I'll do my best, but okay. it's going to sound a lot like The Pyramid. Okay. <laughs> and not, not that far. And I want to <laughs> specify, too, that we actually, Kent told us all about this movie on our drive down to Brandon Moles, where we were going to record, mm-hmm. and it really kind of put an odd feeling in the car. That's why it's taste in your mouth. I think I had to sing a hymn after hearing about yeah, this movie. Yeah, you did. And, and everyone listening, get ready to sing a hymn, please. <laughs> so first, first the summary. It sounds like a bad action movie. Get ready to sing a hymn. (laughs) When aspiring model Jessie moves to Los Angeles, her youth and vitality are devoured by a group of beauty-obsessed women who will take any means necessary to get what she has. Starring Elle Fanning, Jenna Malone, directed by Nicholas Winding Refn, who, by the way, I said this multiple times, Nicholas Winding Refn directed this movie, director of Drive. My favorite film of 2011. I want to give you night call to tell you how I feel. (laughs) He can be a very good director, but he relies on a European style, and it's just a lot of colors. A style that doesn't wear deodorant? Yeah, basically. Uh, Wow. Did we just just eliminate (laughs) a lot of fans, and I agreed with it. (laughs) So this movie, Elle Fanning, is this model that everyone loves. Elle Fanning, the younger sister of Dakota Fanning. Yes. Uh, who used to be an actress. <laughs> oh, what does she do now? I don't know. Oh, that's too bad. She just stopped. I think she's in like an improv group somewhere. She's like Nicolas Cage retired. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so she's she's a model. Everyone loves her. They love her so much that two models like literally devour her. You're talking cannibalism. Cannibalism. They push her into an open pool. She falls to her death. With water? Nope. Open. Oh, oh open pool. Yeah. Empty. Empty, em- empty Sorry. Em- empty pool. She it's dies. Not, it's not a close for business pool. It's an open It's pool. an open adult swim pool. <laughs> so she's in there swimming. <laughs> so, and then they, they eat her and bathe in her blood. And then one. I hope my kids don't listen to this show. Right. One. <laughs> I know. I feel like we've gotten pretty graphic really fast. <laughs> one pukes out her eyeball. Oh. And the other eats it. Is this I think Kent just wants us to like for suffer with him. <laughs> Do you like how I went family friendly with that? But I was like, nah, I don't even care. I don't care anymore. Well, yeah, I think you did leave a lot of the it uh, is so, CD elements out. It is so pretentious. And it's just, it's meant to be, uh, have cool flair, I guess. I don't know. I hated this movie. Um, but did you know? Ooh, fun facts. Uh, this film was shot in chronological order and the ending was created and improvised on set. Oh, I love it when you can tell a movie's improvised. Right. And it's like, oh, you guys didn't have an ending? Eat an eyeball. One of the most, uh, and I'm going to get some hate for this from if any film aficionados are listening, 
But uh, Rules of the Game is a movie that's very, very revered for its amazingness. And it's one where they made it up as they went along. And as I was watching, I'm like, they're just making it up as they go. This is terrible. You could tell. And I hated it. Hmm. But then people are like, what? That's a brilliant film. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> Have an ending. Writers, they're important. <laughs> Once again, I haven't seen it. Is that your number four? No. Yeah, I don't know okay. that at all. Uh, oh, I watched that one back in film class. Never again. Uh, my number four, we saw together. And it came out in 2016. Oh, I don't, please don't say Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. No, no, it's not Ninja Turtles. It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> colon, Out of Shadows. <laughs> Why? Still the hate for this movie. After supervillain Shredder escapes custody, he joins forces with mad scientist Baxter Stockman, played by Tyler Perry, and two dim-witted henchmen, Bebop and Rocksteady, to unleash a di- diabolical plan to take over the world. As the turtles prepare to take on Shredder and his new crew, they find themselves facing an either greater evil with in- with similar intentions, the notorious Krang. Sounds like the best episode of the cartoon series from the 90s Except ever. Except for the Tyler Perry part. Wait, so he's the worst part? Close. He, okay. was, he was the one who said, we all have a latent animal gene within us <laughs> that, that turns into, if we got this ooze, we'll turn into our native animal. It's just so stupid. He has a latent cross-dressing uh, elderly gene. <laughs> he <I> does. <laughs> turns into Medea. Right. Um, now, Out of Shadows, I, I talked about this before, and you can listen to actually our bacon bit when I go off on it, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. But once again, just words cannot express how dumb this movie is. Unless I can do a little line reading for you once again. Please do. No, man. Please do. <laughs> when uh, Laura Linney, who was somehow dragged in this movie, says, that'll be all, Officer, or that'll be all. Officer o- Green Officer Arrow. Green. Oh, yeah, yeah. Officer Green Arrow. Officer Oliver Queen. And he says, it's, oh, God. No, he's oh, Mr. So-and-so. And he says, it's Officer. And one day, I'm going to be a detective. <laughs> I totally butchered that. But it probably was better than the actual reading. It was. No, but it's just, it's so dumb. And you have to see it to understand the stupidity. I love the cartoon, and I think this had elements that could have played well, but when it just got so, so stupid, I couldn't take it anymore. And you saw the breaking point in me. I did. When I suddenly went, I can't take the stupidity anymore. My stupidity meter is full, and now I must hate this movie. Then you just fell on the ground and then started eating popcorn off the floor. Basically. Yeah. 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 Which is good. That's the best part of his night, probably. It's just (laughs) so bad. This is your number three? My number four. Number four, okay. So we're going back to Kent for number three. My number three is I think I know your number one now, Joel. Number three came out of Sundance 2016, was bought for a lot of money by Netflix, oh. and is called... Oh. Swiss Army Men? No. Oh. The Fundamentals of Caring. This one stars Paul Rudd. Yeah, I don't know. Have you never even heard of it? Mm-mm. No. Let me read it to you. Uh, a writer, Paul Rudd, retires after a personal tragedy and becomes... Ooh, does he find a super suit and be able to shrink? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I saw that one. I saw yeah, that one. None yeah. of us liked it. And he became, becomes a, a disabled teen's caregiver. When the two embark on an impromptu road trip, oh, their ability to cope is tested as they start to understand the importance of hope and friendship. Oh, Sounds Kent. nice. Is this because it's nice? Oh, Kent, hmm. you've offended my wife. <gasps> she loved uh, it. Uh. She started watching this movie on Netflix, not knowing what it was. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's the same one because when you said that, it is. And uh, Netflix uh, showed it, uh, like premiered it for a while because they bought it for so much. But she ended up stopping it because it was just there was a little too much language for her. Oh. so she didn't finish it, and she was bothered because she was really liking it to the point where she had to turn it off. He's talking about Spanish. It was too much Spanish yeah. for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is basically they saw Little Miss Sunshine. They saw every indie movie ever and decided to make it into one casserole. This has every single trope you could ever imagine. And it is just plain vanilla. I, I watch this movie and I go, uh, I mean, it's not objectionable, but man, I just hate this. And everything it just plays on but that's that's come before. No, wait a minute. Vanilla is worse than cannibalism? Apparently yes. this time it is. Yes. 
It's that bad? Yeah. In, in this case, yes. Do you like Paul Rudd? Uh, you, no, I do, actually. Do you like cannibalism? I don't want to answer that right now. <laughs> <laughs> because we might have another What Would Bacon Cell Do game, and oh, we'll see how yeah. far I go. Ooh. Be ready. Yeah, but I really didn't like this movie. It relies on the charm of Paul Rudd. I just said that with quote marks because... My wife does find him pretty charming. Everyone finds him charming, but it's been played before. All right? Wait, who do you think uh, plays the overplays the charming more? Paul Rudd or Ryan Reynolds? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Eh, I don't yeah, know. Paul Rudd. Ryan Reynolds is out to shock and offend. Yeah, he's kind of like the dynamic guy. He plays like the same like dude, but it's not the charming. Like Paul Rudd literally does nothing. Like he's just kind of like he's some guys. Yeah, I'm gonna make a quirky comment and then like kind of smile, Rudd. mug the camera a little. Yeah, I like Paul Rudd. Yeah, well, that's nice. So does your wife. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> but did you know Paul Rudd thought it was thought it was cool to work with Selena Gomez? Yeah, she's in that movie too. That's one of the trivia that's the, points. Did you know? Did you know that Paul Rudd thought it was cool to work with Selena Gomez? He thought it was cool. Watch. The, he says that the, literally this, about everything. He's like, this parfait, this parfait <laughs> this is really cool. cool. <laughs> and then he'll look at the camera. Mm? <laughs> yeah. Captain I, America's cool. I think mm-hmm. you're just picking the stupidest trivia out of there. There were other actual trivia facts. Is of course I, I am. Okay. That's what he's doing. He said he was doing that. Because you know that trivia on IMDb is user run, right? Yeah. So? So people can put in whatever they want. Yeah. I wrote that one, actually. I knew it. <laughs> cool boy podcast. My number three is actually also from 2016, and we also saw it together. Want to take a guess? It can't be the one I'm thinking of. Well, it probably is. If it's the one I'm thinking of, I think it'd be higher up on your list. Independence it's, Day. It can't be Independence Day. It's Independence Day Resurgence. <laughs> Number three? Number three. What's well, one and two? I know. They're <laughs> not for this year. Scared. Oh, okay. uh, uh, Independence Day Resurgence. Uh, once again, I'll just give the synopsis here. This is actually in my top five. So Used, re- Using recovered alien technology, the nations of Earth have collaborated to make a really crappy sequel. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Honestly... They tried, and I really think they just had an idea. Wouldn't it be cool if we did this sequel, and it was years down the road? And I do like the idea of, hey, we have sailing technology. We've incorporated it into our lives. So far, so good. And then the opening credits ended, and it became a terrible movie. Because it really, they think their audience is stupid. And I hate it when an audience, or when a film, talks down Mm -hmm. to the people that are watching it. They would spell out things so badly and like they would, they would just pander to the people and like they would show basically, I don't know, I'm just going to give an example because it's been a long time seen it. And I already talked about it on the, on the bacon bit we did about it. Right. But he would hold up a flag and then he'd be like, this is a flag. They'd wave it and say, I'm waving it. Mm-hmm. That's basically Independence Day Resurgence. You mean, you mean like standing in front of a painting of your deceased father, Will Smith, <laughs> in his flight jumpsuit in the White House and the president says... <laughs> Your father, Will Smith, who was such a great man. He is deceased now. He, he died in a plane crash. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. Don't you remember? Do not expect him in this movie. <laughs> in, yeah. in the press conference, when they're about to go fly up and they're talking to the pilots, they're like, and this is legitimately kind of what he says. He says, hey, you're going up in there in the plane. How do you feel about your dad accidentally dying in a training <laughs> exercise before this movie started? That's actually brilliant <laughs> yeah. exposition right there. And I just went, What? Like this movie, we were all cringing. We all disliked it. And you can read, you can listen to the bacon bit, uh, you know, last year. I think I gave it the best rating with like a D plus or something. <laughs> oh, I, you did. I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad at you. <laughs> they should have killed it as soon as they could get Will Smith back. Yeah. And he did a much better job. Uh, what did he go on? What was he Suicide doing? Squad. Suicide Squad. Choice. As bad as that movie was, still better than this one. His role in that well. movie was the highlight. Woo! But, and even he says, I don't regret it. Like, he knows how, how panned he Suicide should, Squad should, was. He should regret it. Uh, he doesn't, though. That's weird. He liked the role. Yeah. 
Well, I hope he's like the, like the last four roles he's had that no one has cared about. Oh, that's rude. It's true. That's mean. Yeah. You know, wait, what about like a giant school bus full of children being chased <laughs> through the desert by a giant alien being shot with missiles and from by Judd Hirsch, Judd Hirsch, Judd the Hirsch, creepy old grandpa who got off a boat that was in the middle of a tsunami to drive a school where, bus to where, find a kid. No, where look, one billion people died, but he survived. Yes. Look, no matter what was going on, I actually smiled at that point in the movie. I was like, wow. Well, I can't they're, believe they're I'm from this. insanity. Yeah, there comes, <laughs> yeah. A, there comes a point it's in true. every movie, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. when it's like my stupid meter gets filled up and then I just have to laugh or I'm going to start crying. No, that, that's kind of it. That was kind of it. All right. So there's my number three. You, Independence my number two, speaking of movies where you should laugh, but you don't, Zoolander number two. Ooh. I hated Zoolander number two. There was not a single joke in there or there were old jokes. Basically, Derek and Hansel are lured in. Lured, Hansel. Oh, Hansel's so hot right yeah. now. Lured into modeling again in Rome where they find themselves the target of a sinister conspiracy. Can I? So can what I ask, happened? Because this trailer I, looked good. Well, can I ask you something, Kent? Yeah. Did you not enjoy the first scene with Justin Bieber? No, because I saw it in the trailer. But it wasn't as extended because he gets, spoiler alert okay. for the opening credits, basically, it was too, he gets shot a lot. And it's just like this long, it's like this whole, for like 20 minutes, not that long, but for a long time, he's just getting blasted away. And it was actually kind of like, that's actually kind of funny. Kind of gratifying. It didn't get better after that. <laughs> I was sad because I like Justin Bieber. So yeah, that makes made me really sad. Well, enjoy Cool Boy Co- Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this makes me sad because, Can well, I, is it too late now to say I'm sorry? Oh my gosh, <laughs> baby, baby, baby. <laughs> so the original we all know came out in t- uh, 2001, wasn't really well received at the theater. And then it became this cult smash on DVD or VHS at the, at the time, if you remember. And so now 15 years later, much like Independence Day was way too late. Yeah. Zoolander is too late. And Zoolander. It, it's, it's sad because it's ben, more like dumb and dumber too late. Right. Yeah. Ben Stiller has directed some really cool movies. For example, like, uh, I like Secret Life of Walter Mitty. He did Tropic Thunder, mm-hmm. Zoolander, the first Zoolander, The Cable Guy, Reality Bites. He's got some pretty good directing cred. And he does Zoolander number two because basically no one else will make this movie except for him. Yeah. It, it, was, it was. I understand they were tempting. It just didn't work. It didn't work at all. Um, the budget for this one was $50 million. It didn't even recoup that. No. Huge disappointment. This is on my honorable mentions, by the way, Kent. But did you know... <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> the film's three main lead, three male leads, Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, and Will Ferrell, are all left-handed. Isn't that fun? That's why the movie was bad. That fun is surprising, fact. though. I feel like I'm letting everyone down by not having fun facts. That's, that's like a lie. That's why I'm here. Someone wrote that on there, and it's just total lies. <laughs> I wrote that. <laughs> anyway. I it. All right. My number two. Yep. <laughs> now, I want to bring this up, because if you listen to our season two opener, I talked about uh, Creepshow, and you guys got after me. And Jacob, you said... I want to watch that now so much because you talked about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Did you watch it? No. It's been a year. Yeah. You didn't watch it? I, I forgot it existed. <laughs> but there were it was, it was a horror movie from the 80s that I hated on. I want to watch it again now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Which horror, horror film from the 80s? I'm doing it again. 1983. John Carpenter. Stephen King. It, yeah. Come together. Christine. Oh, okay. Okay. For those of you who don't know, Christine, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to read this uh, synopsis here, which is pretty ridiculous. She was born in Detroit on an automobile assembly line, but she is no ordinary automobile. Deep within her chassis lies an unholy presence. 
She is Christine, <laughs> a red and white 1958 Plymouth Fury, whose unique standard equipment includes an evil, indestructible vengeance that will destroy anyone in her way. Is, is this real, what you're reading? Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is on uh, Rotten Tomatoes? No. Christine, oh, no, it's on, you must yeah. have been dreaming. Here we go. <laughs> she seduces 17-year-old Arnie Cunningham. A who car? Be- yes. Who becomes consumed <laughs> with a passion for Never. sleep. I don't feel like I know what's going on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> she seduces him? Yes. What kind just, of movie is this? Just listen, I got to run into this. She seduces 17-year-old Arnie Cunningham, who becomes consumed with passion for her sleek, rounded, chrome-laden body. <laughs> Sounds hot. She demands his complete and unquestioned devotion, and when outsiders seek to interfere, they become the victims of Christine's horrifying wrath. Now, it's about an evil car, a possessed evil car. I got that. Yeah. And I had known about this movie for so long. Like, it's one of those classics, like, yeah, Christine, Carrie, like... Like, it would come on TV on Saturday nights back in, like, the early yeah, 90s. Yeah, and it's John yes. Carpenter, who's scary, mm-hmm. and Stephen King. And at that time, John Carpenter was it. He well, was no, the man. Stephen King wrote it. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, well, I mean, what Stephen King adaptations actually work? Well, Stephen King is the, is the king huh, of setup. Like, he does great setup. It's just he cannot deliver in the end. So you're saying this was great setup? An no. An evil-possessed car from but, Detroit? Well, no, the thing is, uh, have you seen the... Oh, um, if it was from Japan, you'd like it more? Is that you. what you're saying? Make America great again. I think so, that would be scarier, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, okay, so here we have this car that's possessed. And have you guys seen Maximum Overdrive? Yes. So Maximum no. Overdrive terrified me as a kid. Really? It's about machines coming to life. Like, there's a turkey slicer that cuts a woman's arm, and there's a, a soda machine that shoots pop cans at kids. This is scary. It, it, but it did. It terrified me. There's these monster trucks that kind of terrify people, and it did scare me. And I knew about Christine, and I'm like, it'll probably be the same. No, it's terrible. Yeah. And it's not scary at all. It's just, it, it's it's completely laughable. The, the plot is half-baked. The scares are completely boring. Like, I was expecting some gruesome deaths, and it was pretty pathetic. Like, there's a scene when Christine is creeping down an alley, literally creeping down an alley, and there's a guy at the end of the alley, and it's coming towards him. And he just stands there and screams as the car goes towards him. And I thought, well, first of all, he could walk over the hood and be fine. But secondly, when the car actually gets to him, it doesn't really show anything. He just kind of like, and then kills over. Mm. And it's like this slow crushing death. And it's just stupid. Well, it's 1983, man. What do you expect? Yeah. Come I on. expect Halloween. I expect Nightmare on Elm Street. I expect Friday the 13th. Right. I got Christine. 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 My number one. Your number one worst movie of 2016. The worst movie of last year has been mentioned. It's Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah. That made your number one? It is number one. That's worse than Neon Demon? Yes. Wow. Vanilla's worse than Cannibalism. Aliens are so worse than Cannibalism. so is a terrible sequel. What was your number five again? Uh, number five was Mike and Dave need, need Wedding Dates. Huh. Yeah. Well, I, don't get me wrong. I, I don't like it. So of, sure, all, of all that list, we should watch that one. In, Independence Day Resurgence? No, no, no. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Please don't watch That's any what of you're them. saying. No, That's no. what you're saying. That's the best one on the list. What? You know we're doing we the best of. After this. <laughs> you know we're doing the best of. Because we're going <laughs> to be positive. Understand. I don't understand. No, please don't watch I any have of to these. Watch, you're recommending Mike and Dave? Oh, need no. Wedding dates? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jake. Go watch Mike and Dave. <laughs> Do it. Do it? I dare yeah, you. If you okay. only, only if you like sisters, though. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very similar in tone to sisters. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, try that out. Uh, All right, you win. You win that game. I can't go there. Yes. Did you anything else you want to have fun facts or anything about the day the past? Uh, fun facts. Fun actually, fact. these this are movie features. These are actually kind of <laughs> interesting trivia. So 
Soon after the success of the first film, 20th Century Fox paid Dean Devlin, so he's the writer, a large sum of money to write the script for the sequel. However, after he wrote the script, Devlin turned in, uh, turned in the script and gave the money back to the studio, and he said, the story doesn't live up to the first film. Think about that for a second. Thinking. Okay. 15 years later, Devlin met up with Roland Emmerich, and he said, let's try it again. I have a great idea for the sequel. And they came up with this. So they could have made a sequel. So this wasn't the original script that he made? No. They, they came up with a sequel two to three years after the original one back in 1996, and thought, oh, let's not make money on this. Let's wait till the story's right. And apparently the story was right 20 years later. So it was the same script? No, no, no. He came up with the new script. He just he Where's threw the it away. Where's the old script? Well, it probably had Will Smith in it. Let's Woo! be honest. Yeah, I'm sure did. Good point. Um, also, this one, it made half, actually less than half of the first movie. So foreign, the foreign take of this movie was okay. And still made money, probably. It probably still made money. Blech. Um, and then also, did you know that actor Liam Hemsworth had said in interviews that during production, he experienced dreams and nightmares of himself and co-star Jeff Goldblum being chased by aliens? The more you know. Wow. Oh, man, that is terrible <laughs> Isn't that so stupid? That is the worst trivia. Do you have any honorable mentions? I don't even remember them. They're that bad. Yeah, they're that bad. Uh, before I give oh, my... no, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, before I do my number one, I want to give some honorable mentions. Resident Evil Afterlife, Zoolander 2... Planet of the Apes, the 2001 version. Gods of Egypt, The Darkness. I like Gods of How Egypt. How dare you with Gods of Egypt? That was fun. Do you have no inner child? Who are you, Kent? <laughs> I have no music in my soul. Is there no music in your soul? <laughs> Can you tell that story real quick? <laughs> so I uh, take a phone call from um, uh, my wife who's driving across the country. And when you were in back in Amish land. Yeah. Yes, yes, those things. You took a phone call in Amish land? Don't worry about it. <clears throat> secret phones. That's how I was on Twitter. Anyway, so I'm listening and she says, actually, I was just listening to Bacon Sale and she's telling me about something else. And, uh, and then I hear someone yell in the background something and I'm not sure what. And she's like, and so my wife starts laughing and she's like, uh, she says to tell Kent that he she, has, she's being who? Um, my sister-in-law. Your sister-in-law. Says, tell Kent that he has no music in his soul. <laughs> And I start laughing. And I'm like, he has no music in his soul. And I'm like, I am telling him. I'm Wait, does that just mean I'm not musically talented? Or does that mean I really just, there's no light? It means there's no light. There's no music. There's no song in your heart. Wow. It's dark pretty cool. Countenance. It's dark, man. It's, that's the, it's way dark. That's like the fourth meanest thing said Whoa. to me this week. I know. It's pretty much a stab. Dark countenance. <laughs> dark countenance. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, anyway, so the darkness was one of mine. Uh, oh, darkness is terrible. I'm not done with my normal mentions yeah. yet. Seriously, though, Gods of Egypt, that's just mean. Uh, Mouse Hunt, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, The Lone Ranger, John Carter, Hollywood Land, Fantastic Four, and American Beauty. You didn't watch John Carter or... Yeah, for the Disney show. Yeah, I had to watch him for that. Mm. Whenever I get forced to watch a movie, I think I like it less. And my number one, you guys have seen it. It's from 1969. Best Picture winner. Oh. Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. I that was only this year? Hate. Yeah, because he finally Midnight finished it like a year Cowboy. after we did. That's right. That's right. I finished McDonald's first. Um, <laughs> good, good job. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, synopsis, a con, a, a con man and a Texas hustler try to survive on the tough streets of New York. This movie was goofy, like just awful goofy. Like I expected gritty drama maybe, but it was like hokey, like the soundtrack, the camera angles. They were. It's like they were like goofing around. And it won Best Picture? I mean, this came out the same year as Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, True Grit, Once Upon a Time in the West, like these classic, amazing movies. Right. And this gets the Academy Award for Best Picture? 
I hated it. And it wasn't just because of the content. I watched it on TV. The content is a bit harsh. It is. I mean, it's, about, the time. A, it's about a gigolo. Right. So, uh, don't ask Jacob. And uh, <laughs> Oh, I was going to. What is that, guys? Kinsel told me after the show. I'll tell you after it the really show. Was just, it was just a bad movie. Like, I honestly, I wasn't planning on watching American Beauty or Midnight, Midnight Cowboy. Cowboy. Sure. Because I was like, I don't really care to. I know the subject matter. I know what they're about. I've seen clips. I'm not going to like it. But then to complete the stupid quest that you guys put me on. Mm-hmm. Which was all your idea, not my idea at all. Probably not. Um, we have a new quest, actually, that you have to complete. I'm not watching the Razzies. It has to do with food. Yeah, you, have to, you have to be a vegan. Ew, no. Look, you have to complete the quest. <laughs> no. For Bacon Cell. No. Please. But yeah, uh, that's my number one. So yeah, Midnight Cowboy, don't watch it. Not worth your time. Worse than any of the other ones on there. Worse than Independence Day. Where, did you, where did you put that, Ken? Like middle? In my list? Yeah. No, it's tier three. Tier three? Yeah. For Best Picture winners? Yes. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to our no, our top five? Ooh, keep, what do you think, Jake? Do you want some positivity on the show? That would be so nice. Let's yes. get a little bit positive. Let's get a little bit positive. Now, I'm a little worried about your list, Joel, and I'm yes. sure you're a little worried about mine. And uh, by the way, before we move on, Jake, mm-hmm. do you have any least favorite movies of last year? Or the ones that you just watched this last year and didn't like? You know, there was one uh, that that really sucked. Swiss Army Man. It let me down a lot. Oh, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. I, I let in too much. Dang it. Dang it. That, that's <laughs> that's actually it? a pretty good setup. What is it? Obviously, it's Batman v Superman. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Wait, didn't you like Suicide Squad less? Mm, I don't remember. No. Okay. I said, I said it was about even, actually. But because Batman but, v Superman should have been better, it felt like a bigger disappointment. Okay. Suicide Squad had oh, so lower is, expectations. Okay. Because you didn't actually give it like an F. You gave it like a C minus. Batman v Superman? Yeah. Uh, D plus. But then you, I remember you seeing it again saying, I won't, a, I won't say this on the show, but I liked it more. That was a dream, Kent. That was a dream. I, I had, had a dream that Jake gave Batman twice. v Superman a C minus. <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty been, mediocre dream. And you were being chased by aliens. <laughs> yeah. No, I never watched it again. Technically Superman is I'm not. I'm not a masochist. No. And despite, I mean, I nearly did when they came out with the extended cut or whatever. Uh, oh, I thought you did. No, I did. That was me. I, uh, no, I just couldn't subject myself to it. I really, really was mm-hmm. frustrated with that You're right. If, if something gives you a more complete picture, you should just turn it away Joel told and me not even try. He was like, here's what you missed. And I was like, oh, yeah, that doesn't no, because change Yeah, you're right. Because if someone makes a film, you should just have someone talk to you about it. You know what would be great, that's though? How the Am- is that's if, the Amish way. No, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it is what would have been great is if they'd actually made it good the first time so I wouldn't have to watch the extended I told cut you, to Ken, understand I told things. you this. I told you this, that I liked your explanations that answered the questions I had more than watching the entire movie and having that extra half hour tagged on to That it. would make sense, actually. Well, let me just tell every movie from now on. We'll have story time on Bacon Cell. Can we do that? <laughs> we probably could. I don't want Kent versions. All right, let's go to now, the nice Kent, ones. Now, now I want to know, why are you afraid? Like you said, I I'm worried about our, our, ta- our best. This, I, is the, this is the positive you've, side. You've already posted your, your list on yes. your site, which is? Uh, the former 786.blogspot.com. He posts about once a year now, and it uh, yeah. is his subjective list of yeah. favorite movies of the year. Yep. Been and since and 2009. I, I haven't checked it. I've pur- purposely been avoiding your wall on Facebook. Yes. Just so I, I couldn't see. But I'm I'm worried about some choices near the top of your list. Because well, I, I've been here for some of your reviews, and I'm worried they're going to show back up. No. That's and, all. And I, I think, really, I think you're going to be worried about the, the bottom five that I had picked rather than the top five. There's okay. one in there that I thought, Ken's going to be so mad I put this on there. But the top five, I think, are solid. All right. Okay. I'm excited for this. Who's starting? Let's get positive. I'll start it off. All right. The fifth best movie of 2016 mm-hmm. is Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, that was a nice movie. Ba-ding. You watched it? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I took my kids to it. Don't blink. Which I should have known about the sisters beforehand. I told you about the sisters. I said there's there's a little bit of scary stuff. Well, they're yeah, creepy when they're I, floating across the river. That's what I'm saying. I took my kids yeah. to see this movie, and we're having a great time, just me and my kids. And, and then you start screaming and like all a girl, and, and your kids sisters came you. down, and I saw my kids' eyes get wide like saucers, and I was like, well, we're going to be waking up tonight. Right. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny, because Laika, who did this movie, is that studio who did Coraline, Paranorman, The Box Trolls. They're a little None bit which weird, are which right? are all just like, like Coraline yeah. is dark, yeah. right? Yeah. And this is the least dark of their movies, but there's still some sinister stuff there. But beautiful. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Gorgeously animated. So it, just to tell you the story, a young boy named Kubo must locate a magical suit of armor worn by his late father in order to defeat a vengeful spirit from the past. Um, he works with a monkey and a beetle. Uh, soldier, Monkey, essentially voiced by Matthew McConaughey. Charlie Theron, <laughs> and yeah, and Beetle voiced by Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. There you yeah. go. There you go. In this movie, for some reason, it just struck Matthew McConaughey, me. The Ryan Reynolds of the South. <laughs> wow, is everyone just we're comparing <laughs> him to Ryan Reynolds at this point? I don't think he would appreciate that. It's my wife's that. current celebrity crush. So I have to. It seems like your mind. current celebrity crush. No, you like the skinny version. Mine's Paul Rudd. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kidding. <laughs> um, I love this movie. It just, it hit me on every level. And I mean, whether it was the animation, the soundtrack, just the, the sweeping story, the, the, honestly, the theme of uh, family, whether it's, you know, original or nuclear or whatever, just making it work. I really, really loved it. I uh, remember nuclear warfare in that one. Yeah, it's kind of weird. You yeah. know, it came in the end. It was after the credits. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, say Yeah, Samuel the Jackson showed up. And, out, yeah. yeah, right. So was it better or worse than Mike and Dave need dates? <laughs> uh, well, they're both number five, so I think they're I think they're equal at this point. <laughs> equal. Is what okay. I'm saying. Oh, Jacob, stop um, antagonizing. <laughs> this one should win the Oscar for Best Animated Picture, but in a year where like Zootopia came out or Funny Dory, like those easily pleasable movies. I say it has a good chance. What was so the one? It should win. There was one animated movie that was in, in the running for the Golden Globes, and I thought that should not be in the running. And I was there were so, so many animated movies this year. What, what was Angry it? Birds? Oh, it was Secret Life of Pets. Oh, yeah. I was like, really? Toy Story with, with animals, essentially. I, I haven't seen it, to be honest, but I haven't seen it because I'm looking at one going, no. Right. I'm judging a movie by its trailer. But did you know, at one hour and 41 minutes long, this is the longest stop motion film to date? Because it takes them so long to make make these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like months say, at a time. They do every single frame. Like Nightmare Before Christmas is like 74 minutes or yeah. something like that. And those other one ones. hour, 41 minutes. Wow. This one took years to make and worth every second. I love this movie. Own it. Fantastic. Hmm. Joel? That's a good pick. Thank you. Um, by the way, I, I, I listened to the last season's opener mm-hmm. and we agreed a lot on these, on our bests. On our worst, we were all over the place, but best, we had a lot of the same ones for, for the year. It's gonna we're not going to this time around. We, I think we may have one. Because if I may pick, if I have a bone to pick right now, mm-hmm. I want Joel to watch a few movies this year just to see if they'd be in his best. But because it passes the January 1st cutoff, <laughs> uh-huh. even though they're like in the Oscars, even though they're up for Oscars for this year. Can, let me ask you a question. And he can watch them during <laughs> voting contention. Can I ask you a question? They have to be 2017 movies at this point. Joel can thinks ask, you have to be true to yourself. Can he I has to be true question, to himself. Can, if a movie comes out on January 1st, 2017, which Oscars is it qualified for? The, well, if it's a movie like Live by Night or Silence, that would still be the same Oscars. Because they had an early release. So what? That's what I'm saying. This release date, my rules go along with the Academy. It's released no, last it's, year. No, it's not their rules that are broken. It's not the world's <laughs> rules that are broken. It's your rules. I don't know why you guys can't wrap your brain around the simple <laughs> concept of these are movies I watched for the first time this year, and so I'm comparing them to one another. It's just, it's not right. It's different, and I don't like different. <laughs> <laughs> Put that as a soundbite. 
But yeah, I think you're going to agree with this one, Kent. This came, this is actually came from 2015. So it's just last year. And in fact, it was the best picture one ever last be year. year before last. Oh, really? Best picture winner. You're thinking Spotlight. Spotlight. Hmm. Uh, the riveting story of the the riveting true story of the Pulitzer Prize winning Boston Globe investigation that would rock the city and cause a crisis in one of the world's oldest and most trusted institutions. When the newspaper's tenacious Spotlight team of reporters delves into allegations of abuse in the Catholic Church. This was a good movie. I didn't really like. I remember when Spotlight won because I was basically thinking it's like The Revenant and Mad Max Fury Road and like all those powerhouses. Right. And Spotlight won, and I went. I remember saying specifically a number of times, Spotlight spotlight like i think i said on our on our oscar recap show mm-hmm. and then i watched it and it was just so well made and heartbreaking it was and powerful like mark ruffalo as goofy as he can be and as overrated as he is a lot of times indeed fantastic and he was like the emotional core of this movie because a lot of other people were kind of going about their jobs and he was one that was really getting into it and really upset about it and you felt it it's a hard movie to watch. This is not one you can just plop in and be like, hey, how about we watch Spotlight tonight? Yay! Right. Because it's about child abuse. And it's hard to watch, but it is great. What's and I, I'm not bothered that it won Best Picture. You're not? I'm not. What should have won? I think Mad Max Fury Road should have won. because It didn't I, have a chance. But I felt like it was the most creative well, and most daring like movie. A bazillion things. But I think Spotlight was a, was a good choice. And in fact, this did a good beat safe up, choice. This did beat out the Revenant in my top ten. Revenant, that was the one. Yeah, I like the Revenant a little bit more. Yeah, actually. I'd have to say too. Yeah, more or less than Mike and Aubrey Plaza need uh, dates. Yeah. Mike, what did you call him? <laughs> the succubus it. or something? Yeah. yeah, the charisma succubus. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number four, Kent. Number four. This is also a movie that you just you know you gather the family around. You just <laughs> you make some popcorn. <laughs> you want everyone just to join in and enjoy Manchester by the Sea. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. No, but you've told me it's going to it's going to destroy me emotionally. It will absolutely obliterate you. Dang it. It is so it's KCF like I'll just give it here. An uncle is obliged to return home to care for his nephew after his brother dies. Unknowing um he is about to be the guardian and struggles with this decision. Throughout the movie he recounts past memories that caused him to leave Manchester and distancing himself from the past. Casey Affleck is walking through this movie just the most apathetic man there is. He is completely well, he is broken. Ben Affleck's brother. I know, right? Wouldn't you be a little sad if you were just the brother of Ben I mean, Affleck? His name's Casey, right? I mean, it's so boring. I'm the brother of Batman. <laughs> That's pretty cool, right? <laughs> no, that is cool. It sounds like a cool graphic mm-hmm. novel. <laughs> the brother <laughs> of Batman. So Casey Affleck will and should win the, the best actor this year. He won the Golden Globe, right? He did. And he didn't thank his brother. <laughs> Does he need to? <laughs> that was a thing they did. They really? kind of made fun of it on Jimmy Kimmel, but yeah. He is amazing in this movie. And, and I'm not going to give anything away because nearly two-thirds through the movie, there's a revelation given where you go, oh, yeah. Who's the lead actress? That's terrible. Uh, it is uh, Michelle Williams. Is yes. a, she would be supporting actress. Okay. And there is a scene between Michelle Williams and Casey Affleck that is like the best scene in any movie this year. Like, honestly. Like emotionally heart-wrenching? Emotionally heart-wrenching. So it's not a love scene. It is not a love scene. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> Jacob, family-friendly. <laughs> it is the most emotional. It is... In three minutes of conversation. Are we talking like you just want a ball before sunrise kind of in the middle of the fight? No. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I, I totally know what you're saying. Just that great dialogue sunrise? that feels very sincere. No, no, but that, that fight at the, was that before sunrise when they're in the hotel room fighting? Oh, before midnight. Before midnight. Yeah. Because that was, 
the best scene of that movie. Right. Which maybe, was, maybe the series. Yeah. Well, that was the 40 minutes of a fight. But this scene is, it's crushing. And Michelle Williams doesn't have a lot to do in the movie, but when she's there, oh, there's so much impact there. Mm. Uh, this movie needs to be seen. Once again, it's so moody. What if you not have a fan be... of Manchester? United. <laughs> oh, it's it's yeah. soccer joke. It's actually, you know, New England. So you're going to be okay. Okay. Um, actually, that's part of my did you know. The town was called Manchester until 1989 when resident Edward Corley led a highly controversial campaign to formally change its name to Manchester by the Sea. And the legislator, legislature The city's passed called it. Manchester by the Sea? Apparently. <laughs> right? I didn't know that was a city. Yeah, neither did I. Welcome to England. Unless this is by so, the sea. <laughs> unless, no, it's, it's not England. It's New England. It's yeah, Boston. It's oh, New England. New yeah. England. Okay. So, unless someone just made that up on IMDb well, trivia. still, New England. Hey, look, I can see your entire list. <laughs> hey! Hey, take it easy. <laughs> but honestly, this is an amazing movie. Saw it at Sundance earlier this year. Watched it again last week. And even though I knew everything that was going to happen, broke me. Still cried, huh? Yeah. But no, okay. I didn't cry. You cried. I didn't totally cry. Cried. I didn't cry. I paused the movie. I walked around the house for a little bit, came back when I was ready to, to, okay. to get back to it. You so, found some puppies to cuddle and then went back to it. Yeah. Kent loves puppies. My number four is from 2009. <laughs> it confuses me every time. I know. It's the worst. <laughs> I watched I this movie it. in 2016. There you happy, guys? Yeah, I am. That feels better. Uh, it stars Clint Eastwood. It's directed by Clint Eastwood. I hope it's like oh, Star Wars and movies. I love this movie. It's Gran Torino. Yeah, Gran Torino's awesome. Uh, here's the synopsis, and I'm just going to read it. I'm, I'm not putting anything of mine on here. A racist Korean war veteran living in crime-ridden Detroit, li- living in a crime-ridden Detroit neighborhood, is forced to confront his own lingering prejudice. And then he meets a car when a troubled falls Hmong, in love with yeah. him. <laughs> when a troubled Hmong team from his neighborhood it. attempts to steal his grant, his pri- steal his prize, Gran Torino. You know, honestly, this this film confused me because how can a movie be offensive and violent and yet charming and uplifting at the same time? It doesn't make sense. Like, in they they chose a lot of uh, newcomers in this movie, a lot of people who have never acted before, mm-hmm. and it shows. There's a lot of weak acting in this movie from everyone else but Clint Eastwood. He's amazing in this movie. He, he really is. Because you can take a character that is so caustic, that is so unlikable, and to make him likable is not an easy feat to do. And they do it. It's really good. I mean, the rest of the cast struggles, but he does it great. I didn't expect to like this movie that much. I basically call it Get Off My Lawn, the movie. Mm -hmm. But it's just this really well-done drama. And I, I highly recommend it. It's a great movie. Jake, have you seen it? I haven't, actually. Jacob? Brother Jacob? Brother Brother Jacob, Jacob. yeah. You should should see it. I'm kind of prejudiced against Clint Eastwood. Like, I, like... I feel he's kind of emotionally Why manipulative in his movies, and it bugs me. And so I kind hmm. of avoid them. Did unless... you like Sully? How dare you? I See, again, I've skipped Sully. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. What Clayswood movies have you seen that you didn't like, though? Million Dollar Baby bothered me. Um, well, that's Hillary un- Swank. Unforgiven bothered me. Whoa! What? Whoa! Take it easy. Yeah, yeah. Unforgiven is that's blasphemy. Really good. Yeah, no, what? see, I feel it's overrated. Yeah. Boo. It's a Best Picture winner. Way overrated for a Best Picture winner. How dare you, sir? No, it's, you? it's kind of cheap There are at least paltry. 10 movies from the 1930s that are worse movies than Unforgiven. Cimarron? That could be, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's my number four, though. Grand Torino. And, and this is one of those movies where my wife and I had a long conversation afterwards. Like, this, this actually generated a conversation between us, and it was really just, I don't know, great movie. So yeah. Grand Torino. My number three uh, for this year is a movie from 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Well, yeah, no, keep run that joke into the ground. <laughs> it is, and I've been a missionary for this movie for the whole year. La La Land. Sing Street. Oh, Sing Street. Sing Street. Don't say Sing Street like I haven't told you about Sing Street. 
You don't even like Sing Street. Have you heard about the good news of Sing Street? <laughs> Seriously. Can I send two representatives to your house to First turn on all, Netflix and have you watch Sing Street? It's no. on Netflix, for Pete's sake. It's a very easy movie to watch. Right. This is some animated thing where different creatures are doing no. stand-up. <laughs> that is actually Jingles my honorable, me- honorable mention. Stop antagonizing, Kent. <laughs> Now, you may be wondering why we're talking with these accents, and it's because... Stop antagonizing him. <laughs> this movie, Sing Street, is an Irish movie, <laughs> and that's one of the first things that pulls you in is how fantastic their accents are. Right, right. Uh, here's actually a quote from the movie. All right. How do you, see, I can't even do it. Joel, I'm not going to try. No, no, I want you to try an Irish accent so bad. You, no, I can't do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> how do you know he's boyfriend anyway? It seemed like it. Pulled off in his car. Music blaring. He's pretty cool. What was he listening to? Genesis. He will not be a problem. <laughs> really? Trust me. No woman can truly love a man who listens to Phil Collins. Which is the worst line of the entire movie. The best movie. line of the entire movie because it's true. No! Phil Collins. I've told you this before. He is... Every man loves Phil Collins. Yes! Sue, Sue, Studio. Get out of town <laughs> no, right now. Can't. How, can, how can you do a this? A boy thing? growing how up How can you in- let me walk away? <laughs> I can feel it coming in the air now. (laughs) 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 So stupid. Um, A boy growing up in Dublin during the 1980s escapes his strained family life by starting a band to impress the mystery, mysterious girl he likes. This movie is oozing with charm and nostalgia and just the fun of 80s. What year is this from? Oh, 2016, actually. I don't think so. Doesn't sound I'm right. so mad that you've never watched this movie. I can't believe you heard him talk about it. I've actually told him and Emily to tone it down a bit because they're talking it up so much that people are going to have their expectations too high. No, no. My superpower is that I talk things down and so people like So them. when you give any sort of praise to a movie, oh, it's, no. it's talking do it I, Do I do that? You go, hey, Ken, what do you think of this movie? It's okay. Oh, my gosh. He liked it. What? He liked it. <laughs> oh, I just, he's wrong. He's totally wrong. No, I've had, I've had like... Let's just say 18 people thank me for recommending this movie because it's on Netflix. Everyone should watch it right now. It is great. It, and, and if you're you love, sure you're not mixing if, this if up you with love the 80s, other one. If you love 80s music at all, watch this movie. Well, not even 80s music. If you like peppy music, because I tell you what, I'll listen to that soundtrack right now. I, I love the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Great, great soundtrack. What's this right? Drive it like it's PG-13. Yeah. yeah. It's actually um, really clean. Did you know that uh, his, his, the main kid's name is Ferdia Walsh Pilo? His name is Connor in the movie. I'm not watching it anymore. Did you know that <laughs> the main character's father and uncles attended the real Sing Street Christian Brothers school? So they, I didn't ten- know that. That's weird, but I didn't know. But yes, please watch Sing Street. It is were they all amazing. left-handed? And they were all left-handed. That's which is weird. weird. That's crazy. And now they had talking. a dream where these aliens came. It's <laughs> it's crazy. Hmm. Can you run down your five four three real quick that you just did? Yes, uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, mm-hmm. Manchester by the Sea, and Sing Street. Wow. Okay. I know. Great list so far, right? Well, I was just thinking, yours you're, you're, you're are like, uh, there were two happy ones in there, and then one, you know, harder one. Is that and a comedy? Mine are, mine are kind yes. of all, I just realized all mine are kind of hard to watch. Like, almost all these say hard to watch, hard to watch, hard to watch. Hmm. All right, Joel. What, what's the next one that's hard my to next, watch? My next movie, my number three, I watched it in 2016, and it is Train Spotting, which came out in 1996. Are you kidding me? This made the top five? This made my number three. No, I, I was, was top I really three. surprised really right now. really hesitant to recommend this you movie to you. You said you liked you, it, but... You, I was going to say, when I, when I talked to you, I already kind of had my mindset that I wanted to watch it, because it's a yeah. Danny Boyle movie, and mm-hmm. I, like, I like Danny Boyle. You Boyle's. love Danny Boyle. Mm, 70%? This, you want to marry 70%. Danny Boyle. Yeah. You want to marry I, him. No, of course, Slumdog Millionaire. Kiss uh, Millions. Um, I can't think of any others off the top of my head right now. What, what's wrong Do with me? Do you like Sunshine? 
Sunshine was good. I don't, I don't like it as much as other people do, but, hmm. and then there's a couple that I really disliked, but oh, 127 is one I really liked. Yes. Too. But, uh, so train spotting Renton deeply immersed in the Edinburgh drug scene. Uh, oh, I got to do Scottish deeply immersed in the Edinburgh drug scene. Tries to clean up and get out despite the allure of drugs and influence of friends. So it's all about drug use. I can't believe this is in your top five. Joel loves movies about <coughs> drug use. I thought about one scene in particular. And I said, this, please don't watch this. Yeah, Dead no. Babies and Drug Use. That's what he likes. Yeah. But here's the thing. is, So this movie was goofy. Like it's this kind of silly uh, Danny Boyle frantic pace kind yeah. of movie. Great style. A lot of fun. A lot of fun music. It's like very upbeat. And it was hilarious for a while there. Like I was laughing out loud. And then it took this sharp left into drama. And all of a sudden I was like totally caught off guard. Like emotionally just not ready for what was about to happen. Mm -hmm. And it hit and I was all the way in and I was surprised by this movie. I thought it was just great pacing, really interesting characters. Like when they announced they were doing a sequel, it's one of the reasons I wanted to watch the original because it's just such an iconic movie, but the characters are so memorable. Like they really are like, Oh my gosh, this, this character like kind of fits this type of person I know. And then Renton, I mean, you McGregor, great job as like this kind of drug addict basically. And he just, goes back and forth between sympathetic and pathetic playing himself. Yeah, pretty much. You McGregor. Yeah. So, cool. And then I, I did say in my review, I said, in short, choose to watch train spotting. Oh, nice. And I was, cause that's, he has this whole choose life. Choose life. Speech, yeah. Which that's the whole point of the message is he's trying to get clean. He's like, don't do drugs, choose a better life. Don't be like me. So you recommend this movie. It's not easy to watch, but if you, and I was going to say Clearplay doesn't have it, but Angel had it. Oh, okay. so, oh so no one has it. So I we'll see. remember hey, you. It ain't over yet. It's over. It's not over yet? It's all the way over. Oh, hold over on. Yet. We'll see if it's over. I'll just look them up right now. <laughs> yeah, they're over. Oh, no, nothing's still going. There. You guys ready for my number two film of the year? No, yes. let's think about it some more. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's hear it. Number then. two. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, no. Ultimate Cut. Good night, everybody. You're this lying. is Bacon Sale. He's lying. <laughs> Sorry, this is my second favorite movie. Wait, you're of the serious? Year. I'm not even kidding you right now. So let me see. Well, it's number one Suicide Squad, so you're just you're just playing around. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Ultimate Cut. Three hours for me, Jake, uh, brother Jacob. I know this really isn't your cup of tea or cup of anything. Mm-hmm. This cup of poop. <laughs> family friendly family friendly or i said poop i a, said no poop. that's that's what i was like maybe adult. a potty word i yeah. mean what do you three poo yeah oh i know where you got that probably one of those fun superhero movies um, i like i like how jacob's worst pick of the year is kids number two <laughs> i that's why i keep getting these mixed up his number one is teenage mutant Ninja turtles i've actually i've tried to watch this with so many different like pers- perceptions perspectives because i'm like well, no, it's popular to hate this movie. It's a, everyone must be right. And I'm like, I've seen it five times, meaning I've watched the three-hour cut. given up 15 hours of your life to this movie. No, I've, I, well, yeah, basically, because I've watched the three-hour cut three times Ooh, on its own. That's nine hours. It's nine hours, and then the two-and-a-half-hour cut twice. And That's five more. Each time, hours. I, I kind of just watch it with the eyes like, I'm going to follow this character's story. And I'm going to follow this character story this time. And for me, I mean, it's the cinematography, how everything fits together, the soundtrack for me. Like, I'm going to go back to it. I know you don't really care for it, Joel. I dig this entire thing. I love the deconstruction of the superhero. And that's what this was for me, especially with the ultimate cut. This is what it brings for those that may not have seen it. Oh, hey, Jacob, you want to get some food after this? <laughs> Can we do something? it now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kid. <laughs> 
just can't believe this made your top five. Like, you I can understand top did you, ten. Were you not here when I saw the movie? Is this even Kenny D were here with Joel? Because it's I, just like, weird. This is way too mainstream. You need to you need to be like, where's their hipster? Are movies? you kidding me? Liking Batman Superman is mainstream. Batman be Superman is mainstream. Yeah, yeah. It's like I got a movie called Batman versus Superman, and that's your number two pick. Yes, and oh, let's give it twenty seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Look at the box office. What what what's Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> yes. Kent's quoting Rotten Tomatoes again. Oh, Kent's quoting Rotten Tomatoes again. Oh, stop that right now. Stop it. Oh, man. That's one of the I, worst movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's probably one of the worst movies. It did, it, it did make totally my worst. It did make yeah. my worst list. It, it's mediocre, but... Well, I can hardly find anything I really... I don't know. Never mind. Right. Well, let's get back to Kent. I like the Batman. Batman. The Batman in That's Batman v Superman? Ben Affleck, great. Ben Affleck did a good no, job. I mean, I mean, his storyline. I, I like Batman's storyline. It was Superman's that I had just so many problems with. See? It's Amy Adams. See, oh, you're crazy. Lois is one of my favorite characters in the movie. I love it. I love that she is not a superhero. You realize we had an entire episode about this, right? Yes, I know. And I don't want to get too far into it because I will. And I'm going to leave this year in the past once we're done with this episode. Well, look, I'm telling you, but Hopper me, could take on King John. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a problem. For me, it's the story of Superman, the fact that he was this alien and Batman couldn't quite... Like Superman the fat right there. And I'm like, that's kind the of fact. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like Fat Lee from uh, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> fat After some time, he'll come fat back and he'll be a little bit chubby. Yeah. Chubby Henry Cavill? Nah, I think it's a thing. It's not going to be a thing. It's Henry Cavill. Cavalcade should be a thing. Yeah, it really needs to be just like uh, Munspringer. Anyways, <laughs> I love the fact that Superman is seen as a human, and he has to realize that this really is his world, because the whole movie is trying to reject it. He's always a bit distant. He's a bit naive and ignorant to what being a hero means, and by the end of the movie, he accepts that. And that is what I love about this movie. It's the deconstruction of the modern hero, and it goes deeper than, you know, granted, story-wise in the two-and-a-half-hour version, it's muddled. Very muddled. But for me, the three-hour three hour version made it an A movie. Batman v Superman. It is a movie. I agree. It's, it's it a movie. It is a movie for Capital sure. Capital A. No, if it's an article, you do it as an A. Yeah. Yeah. It's little A. Copy edit. Thanks for <laughs> fixing that. My number two. I hate you guys. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> You're not done. You have one more to go. Uh, he must not really love so it because it's not his number one. Yeah. Uh, that my, was not my number one for most of the year. My number <laughs> two. Crazy, right? My number two is, I know, I know what your number one is now. I didn't see it. I know what it is. Uh, my number two is the only one in my top five from this year, from 2006, from last year, from 2016. Uh, it is 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, really? I will, I'll read the synopsis. Huh. Uh, a young woman wakes up after a terrible accident to find that she's locked in a cellar with a doomsday prepper who insists that he saved her life and the world outside is uninhabitable following an apocaly- apocalyptic catastrophe. Uncertain what to believe, the woman soon determines that she must escape at any cost. So uh, Mary, Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who Kent really likes, really, as do I, really likes, and John Goodman, also really good, they play off each other so well. And I think there's a theme here of just, I love the unexpected. And 10 Cloverfield Lane, I went into it not knowing anything about it. I avoided all the spoilers I could. You knew it was a Cloverfield tie-in, though, like as far as like, the, the monster would the title. go. Yeah, but did you think it was... Did you I watch mean, the first one? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, and I didn't like I didn't like Cloverfield that much. And just to give you an example, of what this movie does is you're like, well, clearly there's a monster outside because we saw it in the first movie. But then when you see the way John Goodman is acting, especially towards Mary Elizabeth Winstead, you say, wait a minute, what's real? And that's just it. I kept wondering. I kept mm-hmm. flipping back and forth, like, okay, this is real. Okay, that's not real. Wait, okay, he's really doing this. Okay, he's not. But it just keeps you guessing the entire time. And then John Goodman, once again, 
you just don't know. You don't know if you should trust him. You don't know if you should fear him. Mm -hmm. And it's not until like the very end, you finally kind of get everything coming together. And there are people who hate the ending. I'm fine with it. It it goes a bit genre. It does. Honestly. Yeah. And uh, that comment goes a bit genre too, but (laughs) wow. No, but it does, it does take (laughs) a, I guess (laughs) I don't even know what that means. It does take a bit of a turn at the end. Um, but I still think it is a suspenseful and unique thriller, which is exactly what we need right now. Cause we're getting so much of the same, and I love when movies like this come out and surprise me. So 10 Cloverfield Lane is my your, number two. Here's your number two? My number two. So you can, that's how you pick a number two. What, by picking like the number 13 movie of the year with a good performance well, by John know, Goodman? I'm not, I'm not mainstream. But, Kent, it's so. better than picking the number 75th movie. <laughs> that's not the right way to say that. Number 75th. Number 75th. That's <laughs> uh-huh, how we say yes. that now. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. All right. So we're back to number one, guys. My number one. Kent's checking, checking his... Uh, Oh my gosh. Peanuts! The movie Peanuts? Oh, it's a movie you're not going to be borrowing anymore. What? No! <laughs> La La Land. La La Land? La La Land. <laughs> That's where I was during <laughs> Batman v Superman. That's funny. Uh, I wanted to see this one in 2016. I, I I've been though. trying to get it to you for about three weeks because I wanted it to we maybe appear Amish on your country. list. They did not have a DVD player. And yeah, but I had the screener hard. with me. Thanks again, guys. They were in Amish country. They didn't have a DVD player. <laughs> So La La Land. Saw this movie about a month and a half ago. So you downplayed this last I talked to you. Yes, I did. Purposely. Okay. Because anytime I talk highly about a movie, Joel doesn't like it as much as I did, and I really wonder why. In fact, I do have the screener for for you right here. I have a feeling you're going to go, eh, relies a bit too much on nostalgia. That's what I think you're going to say. I love nostalgia. I know, but I have a feeling you're going to nitpick it because it's actually winning awards at this point. Keep talking it down. I like that. Okay. Oh, yeah. And it's just kind of So this, tell me why you don't like your number one pick of the It's like a story about a relationship, and what it's kind of just... Batman v Superman. It's just depressing. Yeah. And there's this, like, peppy music, but, like, also just, like, great jazz music as well. Like, I don't know if you'd like it. Okay. Because it's incredible. Okay. This movie is incredible. Um, it, it is a bit misleading. Uh, the first five minutes, you have a bubbly song, and it kind of builds into that, and then it really does become a drama. It's a story about dreams, uh, whether the dreams of Emma Stone to become an aspire or be, to become an actress, or Ryan Gosling who wants to own his own jazz Why are club. Are you dreaming of Emma Stone? Well, come on, right? <laughs> it's Emma Stone. Yeah. Really? Yeah, she's fine. I'm a fan. Okay. And Ryan Gosling, I'm a fan. Who isn't? Right? <laughs> is there a dream of Superman taking over the earth in like an evil way? Yeah, that too. There is? Yeah. I mean, I, that it dance. Maybe it's honestly... Each of these movies probably, except for Manchester by the Sea. There's a dream. Has to do with dreams. <laughs> wow. Because like Sing Street, same thing. Hmm. Uh, but this movie really struck me on an emotional chord. I'm not going to ruin anything, but there is a seven minute epilogue in this movie, which it really drives it home. You may kind of just be like, hey, this is a B, B plus movie. Mm-hmm. But for me, there the ending hits you or hit me so hard. And by and epilogue, you mean like immediate conclusion or you mean like a post credit Immediate, thing immediate or conclusion. Okay, okay. But it really kind of wraps it up as if it was a big musical number, that sort of thing. You're going to get there. Uh, it is absolutely spectacular. I loved it from second one. Couldn't wait to own the soundtrack. I saw it too early, so I couldn't buy the soundtrack for a month. Have mm-hmm. listened to it constantly. And yeah, film critic problems. <laughs> right. <laughs> I saw this, I movie. Saw this oh. film too early. <laughs> My brother's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say that. <laughs> um, but I I love this movie all the way. It's the same director of Whiplash, which was a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Came out in Whiplash 2014. Really and I can't wait to see what he does. Um, did you know that Emma Watson turned down the role, Emma Stone's role, 
because she wanted to do Beauty and the Beast. Oh, man. I thought, yeah, Emma Watson, Emma Stone. I yes, guess. Yes. I know. Yeah. I was confused and for a second. Yeah. Ryan Gosling turned down the character of the Beast to be in this movie. Ah. Kind of interesting, right? That is interesting. Who's the Beast now? I forget. Uh, Dan Stevens, Matthew from Downton Abbey. What? Huh. Matthew's alive? <laughs> <laughs> I love La La Land. I have a feeling. La La Land? La La Land. I remember we talked about this in our preview. We did. I was like, La La Land. I, I want to see this movie like 19 times more than Star Wars. And I'm, you had, you're like, why? Well, it's a musical. It, it, no, it wasn't like, it was more just kind you of. You hate musicals, don't you? I don't hate musicals. <laughs> I know you don't. But uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this ended up on my list next year. Because I am It drives me crazy it. that it couldn't end up on your list this year. I didn't see it yet. You can update your blog, Joel. No, I can't. It's locked in. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds real. All right. Do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, I do, but it's, you know. It's a lot. All right. So it's my, a lot, a lot. Yeah, I have I have a, a list here. I'll just go through really quick. So honorable mentions, uh, I did put Captain America Civil War there. Uh, Sicario, The Revenant, Nanny McPhee, Brooklyn, The Maltese Falcon, Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Spartacus, Magnificent Seven, the 1960 one. Spartacus good, for the good. first time? Yeah. And Wait, then Magnificent Seven? Not the new the old one. one. Oh, okay. 1960. Okay. And then The Gift from 2015. Oh, yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah. I mean, fun meaning really dark. Didn't see it coming. Right. I really enjoyed it. But my number one is from 2015. Ugh. Probably should have won Best Picture, but it didn't. It's Room. Wow. I, uh, and this is all I'll really Did say. Did you tell me you watched this one? I must have. I watched it like at the beginning of last okay. year. Okay. I still haven't gotten around to this one. So, and I'll give you the, the, this, the brief synopsis here because I don't want to give a lot away, but it's just a young boy and his mother are raised within the confines of a small shed. So this woman... Held captive. And whenever I try to pitch this movie to people, it's not easy because it's like, no, it's a really great movie. There's this woman and she's kidnapped and she's kept in a shed for four years. And, you know, it's just you like. You play the La La Land music again. If it was a musical, now you would have me sold. No, this movie is horrifying. Room the musical. is beautiful and this movie is amazing. There were parts of this movie when I could not breathe. Like I was so caught up in the movie, I physically stopped breathing. And it was because I was so stressed out about what was going on. And then it just, it, it you think it gets to this point where it's going to end. It's a bit gut-wrenching. And then it keeps going. Right. And it just feels so real and so just compelling. Like, I honestly, uh, Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay, fantastic performances. Brother Jacob, I think. <laughs> yeah, Brother Jacob Is it Tremblay. Brie Larson or Allison Brie? Brie Larson. Okay. Brie, don't Brie do Larson. that to me. <laughs> right. I get those two, I think it was confused. But uh, this really, this movie makes you feel all sorts of emotions. It, once again, like I think all my top five, no, I say not easy to watch, but well yeah, worth your time. Yeah, didn't you like comedies? I swear you've liked comedies before. I have, but apparently this was the year of dramas. Not for me. Here's to the ones who dream. You'll get there. You'll realize what that means soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I grow up. When you watch La La Land. Um, yeah. But there we go. Uh, I think uh, we both had, once again, good list. I, I, we didn't agree, though. Mostly. I, there was like three or four high fives last to, uh, beginning of season two. Right. This That's time. true. No because I, I made sure to catch you up on like Kingsman, Mad Max as well. Yeah, yeah. I wanted you to watch like all the same movies I liked. And we did. And this year you watched all old movies again. What though? No, this is like, this is basically 2015. Is there any 2016, from, 2015. Was there one from 2016? Yeah, 10 to Cloverfield Lane was. So that yeah. was your favorite movie this year? That came out this that was year. Favorite, no, it was my yeah, favorite that, movie I your, watched this year. As your favorite movie that came it's out in 2016. Hard, it's not, not that, that hard to say that's the only movie that came out in 2016. Yeah, because everyone does 2016 lists. Mr. <laughs> oh Mr. Hipster. Mr. Hipster. <laughs> that's actually a good band name. <laughs> I bet you it's already been taken. It probably is. Yeah. So there we go. Wow. Yeah, that wraps it up. Um, so, Jake, now that you're back. Yeah. Do you think you'll stay? Is it going to be all right? I, I ain't liking all the tech here. You know, if uh, 
If you'll denounce Batman v Superman, never, never will. <laughs> okay, we're finding a new moderator next week. <laughs> right, guys, Can't see wait. You later. <laughs> but uh, you're okay with tech, then, Jake? All right, all right. We don't have to use the wooden microphones next week. Yay! Good. All right. I'm and good. the mixer, good. though, the stone tablet thing is actually kind of cool. It is. It is pretty cool. The microphone's getting splinters tink, in my lip. Tink, though. Tink. <laughs> that was the sound effect of Jacob hitting stuff. Or just Jacob saying tink three times. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in fairies. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's use real equipment next yes. week. Yeah. Yeah, back to normal. So I can smash it. No. So if you want to find me, you can find me at 786Joel on Twitter, or you can also find me at Quick Wits. Quick Wits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or the Quick Wits Facebook page. It's been three weeks, so we're a bit rusty. Whoa. No, somebody asked me where they could find your, your like, where you performed. And I was Seriously? like, and I was like, if you want to find Joel, you can find <laughs> no, him. That's what I did. <laughs> like I ran that through my head and I was like, and I could write it like verbatim as you say right. it. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny. If you want to find me on Instagram or Twitter, find me at Kenny3DD. If you want to find my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. And I think that's pretty much it. And you can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. All right. So, everyone, it's time to begin Bacon Cell Season 3. Get ready. Woo! Yay! Yay! Well, you did more milking than anyone. That was so much milking, like, I don't even understand. Uh, there was a lot of cousin dancing. Boy, is that the truth. And when we hugged, you felt the softness, I know, right? I did, I did, yeah. I didn't realize. That sounds weird. Kent is a purist. He needs pure things in his pure movie life. You're also, right. he follows a calendar. You realize you are the Adam Divine of this group right here, right? <gasps> By the way, Human Poison Aubrey Plaza will be there, too. You know you'd have a great story after that. Because yes. I want to give proper hate where it's due. You would make out with Human Poison for 100K. You the thing would. is, she's like a succubus of charisma. How family-friendly can we be about this movie? Get ready to sing a hymn, please. It sounds like a bad action movie. <laughs> Get ready to sing a hymn. <laughs> Season three, uh, starting strong, <laughs> referencing old jokes. Oh, you guys didn't have an ending? Eat an eyeball. I can't take the stupidity anymore. My stupidity meter is full. He's talking about Spanish. It was too much Spanish yeah. for her. No, wait a minute. Vanilla is worse than cannibalism? Do you like Paul Rudd? Uh, no, I do, actually. Do you like cannibalism? He says that literally about everything. He's like, this parfait? This is parfait this is really cool. cool. Hey, you're going up in there in the plane. How do you feel about your dad accidentally dying in a training <laughs> exercise before this movie started? I was sad because I like Justin Bieber. A, a soda machine that shoots pop cans at kids. This is scary. Tell Kent that he has no music in his soul. It means there's no light. There's no music. There's no song in your heart. I know my body can't. The Ryan Reynolds of the South. It's not right. It's different, and I don't like different. I'm the brother of Batman. <laughs> you so, found some puppies to cuddle and then went back to it. Kent loves puppies. Have you heard about the good news of Sing Street? Mentions. Stop antagonizing Kent. <laughs> Stop antagonizing him. No woman can truly love a man who listens to Phil Collins. Hey, Kent, what do you think of this movie? It's okay. Oh my gosh, he liked it. Joel loves movies about <laughs> drug use. Shall we Henry Cavill? Nah, I think it's a thing. It's not going to be a thing. La La Land. La La Land? La La Land. La La Land? La La Land. Yeah, film critic problems. <laughs> I believe in fairies. Where would that come from? Why would you say that when all we've been doing is discussing scripture?